Good morning. You know, typically it's a Monday morning when I'm coming to you and saying good morning. And I hope that this past weekend, coming into this Monday morning and this new week, you spent time, really good time, doing what means most to you, what is most important to you. This past weekend, I spent with um, my family, with my husband, um, those who I love so dearly. And every morning, there's a time when I first wake up, I'm super sleepy, and I probably couldn't interact with any human being because my words aren't making sense yet. And um, my ears aren't hearing right. <laughs> Super sleepy when I kind of climb into a place before anyone else gets my attention, before anything else gets my, my time. And I sit For a minute or an hour and usually I have to drag myself away and spend some time listening to God but guys do you know what's most important to him this weekend, we did, I hope, what was most important to us. Do you know what's most important to him? <laughs> you are. I am. We are. You know, it's not how much did you do today. It's not um, how many checklists did you make it through? It's not your position of importance in the community or on social media or how many likes did you get on that picture or um, how many follows did you get or how many sales did you make or how many dollars did you put in your bank account? No, you are most important to him. You. Your mind, your heart, what's important to you. That's what's most important to God. That's what's most important to Him, you, and what's most important to you. When you talk to Him, you're not, you know, praying pre-prescribed prayers. You're not um, hallowed be thy names, although you are hallowed be thy names, because when you sit in a place with him, you can't help but say, wow, God, you are set apart, you are so big, you are so good, and you love me so much. You're not just that, you are communicating with him. You are listening while he talks. You are talking while he listens. 
and it happens here. And it happens here, and it happens here, and it happens here. Because when you start looking here, <laughs> you can't miss it. You can't miss what he's saying to you. And this morning, he reminded me that how many times we say to him, you know, um, in Psalm 139, search my heart. Search me and know me and check it out, God. Is there anything I'm worried about? Show it to me. And then we're like, do-do-do, moving on with our day. Not even thinking that he's going to start tripping up circumstances and tipping dominoes so that in your life, things come around to, oh, wow, I see some stuff in me that I'm not really jiving with right now. I don't like it. <laughs> and in Psalm 26, too. Same thing as in Psalm 139, 23, and 24. Take a look, God. Search me. Tell me what you see. You know, in Proverbs, it talks about, you know, we think we know our heart, but it's God. He really sees what's going on in us. And does he see what's going on in me? The most important thing to him, his favorite, say this, I am his favorite. Say it, I am his favorite. I do not care where you've been this week so far, where you'll be this week coming, where you spent your time this past weekend. You are most important to him. You are his favorite. And when you put yourself in that place of, wow, God, check out what's going on in me. You start to think about it. You start to toss it around in your mind. And you start to talk back and forth with him like, well, God, what's going on here? You know? And he gently, like, opens you up to yourself. Because he already knows you so well. You are the most important thing to him. <laughs> and you start to take account of what's happening in here. And it's not to shame you. It's not to judge you. It's not to judge me or shame me or condemn me. It's to open up the conversation between me and God. He wants to talk to you. <laughs> and to say, wow, what's going on here, God? What do I need to adjust or change or, or look at differently? What do you want to tell me? Because God's word is truth. Not what I hear out here, over here, back there, up there. God's word is truth. And he wants to tell us. You know, sometimes we can sit around with friends and we talk about him and about what he's, man, this is hurting in my heart. And I think God's really, you know, pushing my buttons on this one. And do you know what he does with that? The same thing that, that he does with our tears. He collects our words when we talk to each other and he writes about them. 
in, in Malachi chapter 3, it says that he writes a book of remembrance about us. The things that we talk about, not to condemn or shame us, but to say, look at my kids. <laughs> look what they're talking about. Look what matters to them. Look what's important to them. Wow, I love them. And so this week, as you go into this week today, this Monday morning, what's most important to God is you. What you think, how you feel, what's going on in your life, what's impacting you. In this world, you will have trouble. He said it. Jesus said it, but take heart. I have overcome the world. And I want to encourage you that in the Passion Translation, I showed you this last week. I found another page of crazy, marked up goodness. <laughs> in Psalm 25, verse 14, there's a private place reserved for the lovers of God where they sit near Him. And receive the revelation secrets of his promises. Today, sit in that place near him. Because he is blooming you like a flower. He's opening you up to yourself. So that you can open yourself up more to him. Because... You're the most important thing to him. And he loves to be near you. So take a minute, take an hour. In fact, don't leave this alone. Keep after it all day as you head out to work, as you head down to the laundry room. As you head out to mow or weed your flower bed, to harvest in your garden, <laughs> there's a private place reserved for the lovers of God, and that is wherever you are, where they sit near Him and receive the revelation secrets of His promises. You are the most important thing to God. He loves you so much. Would you sit with Him? And would you receive from Him? Hmm. It's going to be a great day. Good morning. So I'm, I'm pre-recording right now. Um, actually, it's morning. It's Monday. But we have no internet and we just got power back. A quick but mighty storm rolled through yesterday. and So I'm going to get this on as quick as I can. But I'm not sure that you're going to see it today.
whatever. <laughs> it's going to happen. Pre-recorded, but recorded. Um, you may have noticed when I turned your attention to my desk a picture that I have on my desk. Um, and this pup is just waiting for the exact right matting and the exact right frame. My friend Lillian made this for me. And she asked God what I needed to see. And then she um, lovingly made art. And um, first off, listen to God like a child. Don't ever doubt that he hears you, but don't ever doubt that he talks to you, because he does. And um, I was reading my Bible yesterday, and my reading, my assigned reading, fell in uh, Ezekiel chapter 40. Okay, Ezekiel is an Old Testament book and um, hard reading um, just because crazy stuff was going on in Israel's history at that point in time. So I was passing by this part of the Bible that talks about the, um, the new temple. So building the new temple, okay? Um, in Ezekiel chapter 40. And listen, you can read through your Bible once a year, every year. It is super simple and it will change your life forever. It sounds like a huge undertaking, but I'm telling you, you can grab a Bible app. There are a ton of them. I use version. Pop it onto your phone. You can actually listen through the Bible in a year by listening a little bit every day. So maybe three or four chapters a day every day. And this is the living Word of God. Active and powerful. It will divide the, the truth from error. It, it separates literally bone from marrow so like you read this thing and it's not you who's all of a sudden like oh I got this it's this living word one of the names of Jesus is the word of God it's the living word that comes alive inside of you and starts doing stuff that you just it's like I was talking about a couple weeks ago. I love these prayer books. I read these prayer books out loud. I'm not, uh, in, I'm not like initiating this prayer. I haven't made it up. I haven't thought through the process of what I was going to say. I've literally repeated a prayer that someone else has written. And God hears my heart and he acts on that. So get a Bible app, U version is what I use. Um, and you can literally listen through the Bible in a year. I'm telling you, it will change your life. I start on January 1st every year. And um, anyways, this is not about that. I'm just trying to explain to you why in the world I would be reading Ezekiel chapter 40. Um, I have passed over this scripture a hundred times. Um, 
And for some reason, God, he stopped me this time. And I noticed uh, a word. I noticed something that was um, that was in the all this talk about all the details of this um, new temple that they were building. The temple was being restored, and it talks about um, these palm tree decorations that are inside of every gate. They're like on the of every gate can't get into it too deep but I think probably one of the reasons why I recognized and stopped this year after years and years and years this year is is because of this beautiful beautiful piece of artwork and so I started looking into why in the world would a temple of God have palm trees adorning as decorations on the gates, around the gates? And it didn't take very long for me to see and take note that a palm tree grows best in trying times, in harsh circumstances, in um, the driest of conditions, the windiest of conditions, that's where a palm tree will grow. And in the Bible, there are many places where uh, palms were waved. Do you think about Palm Sunday? We celebrate that because Jesus was riding in to Jerusalem on a donkey and people laid down their coats on the road so that he could ride over them like, you're our coming king. And they waved palm branches. Why'd they wave palm branches? Why are palm trees on the doors of this temple, the gates of this temple? Because they speak of victory. Victory victory and Jesus won our victory we don't have to win victory you can see in a ton of different scriptures the ones where Jesus is riding into town on a donkey and they're waving palm branches we have a whole Sunday of the year in the calendar the Sunday before Easter dedicated to this Palm Sunday but in Revelation in Revelation chapter 7 the Saints that are coming before the throne of God in heaven. John saw this vision. They're in heaven. They are dressed in white. Why are they dressed in white? Because the blood of Jesus washed them white as snow. The blood of Jesus was covering the doorposts at the Passover celebration in Egypt. Look it up. You'll see all this stuff as a continuing story. My friend Boki talks about the volume of the book. Go and check out his page. He checks he, uh, Facebook, his, his Facebook page, and he talks about the volume of the book. The Bible from cover to cover is all about Jesus. But you got to dig a little bit to find it. And so when God highlights something to you, like a palm tree, Take a look at what it means. 
and know that what he's talking about to me, what he's talking about with this palm tree, thank you, Lillian, is victory. I can wave palm branches of victory because I, my family, we grow in harsh times. And so even when I'm saying, God, what is going on? I know that he is growing me. He is building character in me. He is strengthening me. And he is always very completely and fully good. You'll see in history that churches grow when they're in a harsh place, when they're in uh, trying times. I believe that's happening for the church in Afghanistan right now. Praise Psalm 91 over the people of Afghanistan and the church in Afghanistan. Pray Psalm 91 over your family right now and know that God has given us the, the symbol of the palm tree. It was used to decorate the temple years and years and thousands of years ago because it represents the blood of Jesus that brings us victory. The victory that was won in, in the hardest of circumstances. And I'm going to list some Bible verses that will help you to walk through that process of what? That's what you're saying, God? He wants to talk to you. And you know, the best way that he can do that is if you open this Bible up. Start reading in the book of John, in the Gospels, in the New Testament. And then go from there. But I'm telling you, you can sort of tough it out and go through the Bible a little bit at a time every single day of the year. Just grab that YouVersion app. It will change your life. But today, this week, as you go out, know that even in hard times, in difficult times, that's when nations grow. That's when churches grow. That's when we grow. That's when the palm tree grows. If you want to get to this place where you're relaxing, vacationing, looking at the beauty of the palm trees from the ocean shore, be a palm tree and grow through adversity. Don't let it defeat you. Let it grow you up. Let it build character in you. Let it open your eyes to the victory that's already been won for you through Jesus. Guys, it's going to be a great week. Have a great day.